Episode 55 is with blind hockey player Joe Fornasier. Joe has a pretty unique story. He explains it a little bit more, but as a young kid, he went blind, then got into hockey. Now he's the youngest player ever to be playing blind hockey for Team Canada. It's pretty special. We have a great chat. Let's get right into the swing of things. How's it going, everyone? My name is Lucas Halton here from the Hockey with Holtzy podcast. Today, I'm proud to have on Joe for Nasir. Um, Joe, getting into things, tell us about yourself and your story. Uh, so my name's Joe. I'm 19 years old. I, I play blind hockey for Team Canada. And I was a sighted person until I was 10 years old. I lost 96% of my vision at age 10. It actually happened during a hockey tryout. Um, I was, the tryout was two weeks apart. The first tryout, I played absolutely amazing. Thought I was going to make the team. The next tryout, I came out. Things started to get pretty blurry. I couldn't catch any passes. The next month after that, within one month from that tryout, 96% of my vision was gone. Doctors said I would never be able to play hockey again. Pretty much all the vision I have left now is peripherally. If I look directly at something, I can't see it at all. I just have slight peripheral vision to kind of see shadows and shapes. And at 10 years old, when hockey's your entire life, pretty much not being able to watch it, not being able to play it, never being able to skate again, what I was told, that was devastating for me. And especially at school with a lot of kids kind of making fun of you and picking on you for any differences, being blind is something that is just kind of an easy target. So during school, I was just always an easy target for kids uh, all through high school. And I was just missing that, that, that hockey in my life. And when I was 14 years old, I ended up finding out about blind hockey and uh, that pretty much changed my life and changed my perspective on everything. And that's kind of, I guess where I am now. As you kind of mentioned, you're 10 years old. Um, you lose your vision playing the sport that brings you happiness that you love. Then when you're told you may never be able to play the game again. It must be pretty crushing. But knowing there's another way out and that you have another hope with blind hockey, um, how have the life lessons taught you throughout the adversity moving forward? For sure. I've been I've been taught so many different lessons. Like I could go on forever. Um, but I guess one that there's always light at the end of the tunnel and there's always a positive in every negative situation. And I, I literally thought like my, my dream, I would have like, just be like nothing in life after I lost my vision. I thought I would just kind of be sitting around doing nothing, never get to be active again, never d- get to do the things that I love again. Um, and I would just kind of always, I remember sitting in my room when I first lost my vision, uh, 10 years old, just like every single day, just saying, why me? Like, why me? Why me? Why me? Uh, like, why did this have to happen to me? Why does my life suck? And now my motto is like, why not me? Like, why can't I play a different type of hockey or why can't I do anything adapted? Like there's pretty much everything that I've done uh, that I did when I was sighted, I can do now just through an adapted version, except uh, driving, not driving yet. That probably won't be a good idea, but hopefully a self-driving car one day, fingers crossed. But that, that new hope, 
just was absolutely incredible for me finding it about blind hockey. And I just think that there's always a positive, you know, in every negative situation. So that's, that's what I'd say about that. I just love your energy. I just love your hope. And that being said, you said um, your peer group was kind of picking on you when you first went blind. You built yourself a social media platform over TikTok and you showed the positivity of playing blind hockey. What has the support been like from your peers? Well, so I obviously have my friends that that I, that I love, like my day ones. They were with me the whole time. They, they never made fun of me. They they defended me. But it's pretty funny because some of the people that would bully me and pick on me in high school are like reaching out, congratulating me, asking if we can make a video together, if we can do some sort of interview one time, just doing all these different things. And it's kind of funny to look back like you were the one that would every day pick on me, go up to me, ask me how many fingers I'm holding up. And now the tables have turned now that I'm successful. And I try not to hold any hate towards those people um and just kind of let it go and but it's definitely it's definitely difficult that's something that i'm working on now um but the support from my day one friends has been absolutely amazing i, I live with one of them right now i'm, I'm at Loria university in in waterloo and like we we it's it's been awesome i've I'm, I'm lucky to have supportive friends but the haters will always come back that's, that's something that you'll learn well it's the true testament even going through something like that who your true friends are and as you mentioned, even with my podcast, I see kind of the people who will support you and won't support you when you're at your lowest point. But for you, you kind of at one point, would you say, reach the lowest in maybe your hockey career or your life, but kind of finding the way out into blind hockey. What are some big differences that you've kind of seen in the two sports and that you recognized throughout it? Yeah, so... For you guys listening, and I've never seen a blind hockey puck before. A blind hockey puck is made out of metal. It's about four and a half times bigger than a regular puck, two and a half times heavier. It's filled with ball bearings in it, so it makes noises. I, I play using my hearing as my eyes pretty much. Like my ears are my sight. I listen for the puck a lot of the time. And then I use, I'm always scanning around trying to pick out different things with my peripheral vision. And when I first started playing blind hockey again, um, after not playing really much hockey at all from age 10 to 14, four years, I was definitely just rusty in the first place, but definitely just using that bigger puck was a really big adjustment. Um, so it took a little bit of time to get used to, but right when I stepped back on the ice, it was just like the same love of the game was there. And I originally didn't even want to play because I thought it was stupid. I remember my dad was like, there's a try it session. The first ever try it session for youth skaters under 18 you should go try this out. And I was like, I'm not doing that, dad. It's stupid because people making fun of me for being blind and telling me it was bad and wrong. I tried to disassociate with anything that had the word blind in it. And I didn't want to do it at all, but I'm so thankful that my dad kind of forced me to go out there because I just fell in love with the sport right away. But the biggest difference is definitely that metal puck because it's kind of weird to get used to, but yeah. Well, you kind of shown that you found your positive way out for people who, let's say, just lost their vision or are kind of in a tough situation with being blind, what are some advice that you have for them that kind of helped you find your pathway to success? For sure. My my biggest thing I would probably say is to accept it. Once, once you accept your disability, whatever it is, if it's blindness, if you're hearing impaired, if whatever it is, just accept that and accept that it's part of you. Because I was in denial for so many years and 
that held me back so much. But once you just truly accept it and let it become a part of you, so many more doors will open up and people will have respect for you as well. There's obviously going to be kids that are going to pick on you regardless either way. Um, but once you accept that and you're open to doing things again, that's, that's my biggest thing. Just try everything. Cause again, I, I didn't want to try blind hockey. I didn't want to try all these things. And now I've played blind hockey. I've played blind soccer. I've played blind basketball, blind rock climbing. I've gone water skiing. I've literally every single opportunity that I can take. I'm taking it um, because life's short and I'm not going to let this disability hold me back. And that's what I, that's what I'd say for anyone that's kind of going through that right now, but it's just accepting is the main thing. Like blind hockey, then like in the NHL or like NBA and blind basketball, mm-hmm. it's all still the same sport. Having the hockey community back you up through your journey, how special has it been? It's been awesome. The the people that have reached out to me, um, it's it the support's been like I couldn't ask for anything better. Brad Marchand ended up FaceTiming our team before one of the games, which was super cool. I ended up going to a Vegas Golden Knights practice and uh Ryan Reeves took some shots on Mark Andre Fleury with the puck and uh, NHL and ESPN reposted a couple of my videos. And my ultimate dream is to actually be at the NHL all-star game, kind of sharing my story and representing blind hockey in the next five years. So kind of these are the early stages and the hockey community is great. There's so just completely full of beauty. So it's been more support than I could have ever asked for. You're still chasing a dream, but I imagine as a young kid, you dream for representing playing hockey for your country. Um, After being blind, still being able to accomplish that, how special is it? It's it's incredible. And that's goes back to what I was saying. There's a positive in every in every negative situation. I was I was definitely an above average hockey player, but I was no Bedard. I was never gonna make team can. I was never gonna play in the juniors. I, I can I can say that for sure. But, but now I have that opportunity and I get to do that. And just, it's an absolutely incredible feeling that I, I can't even describe it. Putting on that Maple Leaf for your country is something that every kid dreams of. I remember I was still sighted at the time that Crosby scored that golden goal. And like, I remember just saying like, imagine being able to be in that position and it's, it's the reality for me now. So it's, it's been absolutely unreal and Getting to travel across North America to do what I love is just really something that I, that I can't, couldn't even dreamed of before. Doing so much at such a young age, you're still just 19. What does that tell to others that say you're too young, like 19 is too young? What do you kind of say to them? Exactly. A- age is not a number. And I actually even dealt with that a little bit joining Blind Talkie because I was one of the younger people. A lot of the other guys had lost their vision a bit later in life. There were a lot of guys, 25, 30. And I ended up being the youngest player on Team Canada when I was 17 years old. Um, I was granted exceptional status, the first player ever in blind hockey. And I'm still the youngest player now at 19, but I want there to be younger players. I don't want to still be the youngest player. I want someone to come take my spot. So I'm always at different blind hockey youth sessions trying to motivate the younger generations, but go trace your dreams. Age is not a number. There's nothing stopping you but yourself uh, from just going out there and, and, and trying your hardest. So yeah, exactly what you said perfectly. Age is, it's just a number. So, yeah. Yeah. Like age is not just a number as we were talking about um, throughout. Now you, as you said, starting at 17, you're now 19. You've had some experience plays and some massive events. What if, kind of been the top of your list of achievements in blind hockey 
Um, <clears throat> definitely, I have three gold medals on my belt right now, and those three are just every single time. It's it's just as special as the next one. Um, but the last gold medal I won in Toronto with uh, a bunch of my friends and family were down there, which is the first time I've ever gone to play it for Team Canada in Toronto. The other times was in Pittsburgh, was in Indiana, and was in Ottawa. So definitely getting to play in front of like all my friends and family in Toronto, and it was like sold out at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. Um, incredible experience. I remember standing on the blue line when the national anthem is playing, and I could barely hear the singer because the whole crowd was singing "Oh Canada," and it's like that's just like an environment that I that I can't describe. And it was brought it brought me goosebumps at the time, just having the things around over two thousand people there, and it was just that that was incredible. So that was probably my my favorite moment. Just just everyone singing the national anthem because it was just like everyone is here representing Canada and. Like that, that's, that's, that's what you live for, you know? So it was, it was amazing. Having that many people at your game and scoring, how special was that? That was awesome. That was awesome. I like, that was another moment where like, I can I came in and when I, when I look at the net, I think I was, I, I, I think I was near like the, the top of the circle and um, you have to make one clean pass in blind hockey. So I got the pass off the face off and I'm just, and I just like fired it and I, like I can't really see the net, so I have no idea if it goes in. But I just heard the crossbar ding, and I'm like, I don't know if this is in or not. But and then I heard like I the ref blows two whistles if it's a goal and one whistle if it's like a save. So I, I heard the two whistles and I just didn't even know what to do. Um, I was just so ecstatic. The place is going crazy, and I remember after I kind of did a lap and just kind of was trying to hype the crowd up a little bit. And my coach got got pretty mad at me. He stopped showboating. He's like, it's not WWE, but I was just so fired up after after scoring that goal. It was an incredible feeling to just kind of have the whole place erupt. So that was awesome. Well, obviously, the emotion must have been pretty special. And throughout your journey, you must have had some people that give you those big ideas for those big time moments. Have you had a role model throughout your journey? Um, There's been so many different guys in the blind hockey community. Probably the biggest one for me um his name is mark demontis he's a huge part of the blind hockey community um he's probably the biggest face right now he actually rollerbladed across canada to raise money for blind hockey in 2013 and i remember after hearing about that i was like he's like i can do that he was only 17 years old and he's again someone that showed me that just because you're young uh doesn't mean you have any limitations on you so once i heard that it kind of gave me the motivation to inspire their people at a young age. And he always believed in me um, from when I was 14 years old and he was in his thirties. He was always saying, Joe, you got this, you got this. Like you're going to be there one day on the national team with me. And he's on the team with me now and won gold medals together. And there's, it's just inspirational. So probably man, Mark DeMontis. Having all your teammates, it's just like a family. How special is it having those guys around? Yeah, it's it's insane because I'm right now living in a sighted world as a blind person. Like that's just the reality of it. And I've adapted to that. But when I'm at training camp, when I'm with my team practicing, when I'm at these different tournaments, when I'm at these different events, it's like an escape from reality 
and I'm in a blind world with sighted volunteers and sighted coaches and different sighted people, but they're the minority. And it's nice to kind of like feel that feeling and of just being with people that know what you're going through every single day. We're all going through different things, but at the end of the day, we're all going through the same stuff. And it's, it's awesome to be able to hear different perspectives from all these different people. And especially when I lost my sight, I, I thought I would be nothing. And I see these guys, we have an engineer on our team. We have people working for parliament on our team. We have a judge on our team. It's like, it really shows me that I'm putting these limitations on myself because these guys are in the exact same shoes that I'm in and they're doing outrageous things. So I can do that stuff as well. So it's, it's, it's really important. It's been awesome for my journey. That's super cool with your team. What's kind of like a day in the life for a game day, a game day. Um, we usually like to show up to the rink around like three hours before. Um, so we all have like roommates. So usually like me and my roommate will kind of like be, you can do your own thing before the game. And for me, kind of a weird little thing, but I always like to just have fruit loops before the game, like a couple of hours. I'll always just have a bowl of fruit loops at the hotel or I'll bring some, it's kind of like almost like a superstition of mine. Uh, and then shower up, get to the, get to the arena around three hours before kind of have a little chat and then, um, just do whatever we want for a bit. And then we always warm up as a team and then kind of dial in. I usually like to listen to music and stuff, but it's, it's pretty loose as long as we're kind of all in the dressing room and, and kind of bonding with each other and talking uh, before the game. That's why the coach likes us to be there kind of so early because communication is, is the biggest part of blind hockey. So we're like always sitting with our line mates and kind of discussing, like I'll tell my center, like I want, if they try to pass me the puck, uh, like when I call for it a little bit behind me, that's just how I see it better put it like a little bit over here and different things. And kind of like, it's all communication and just bonding with each other because we can't see each other really. So on the ice, if I hear someone's voice, it's like, Oh, it's this guy. Uh, if I hear this guy's voice, it's this guy. And we all see differently. So I have no central vision, but there's people that have tunnel vision. So they have no peripheral vision and they just see through like a straw almost. So if I hear that guy's voice, I'm going to give him the puck differently than if someone hears my voice. And it's just kind of, it's just, it's just all about bonding and, and communication. So before the games, we really like to just kind of talk strategy a little bit and, and uh, I don't know, just kind of goof around just like any other hockey team. And that's kind of the joy of it. it, it at the end of the day, it's just like any other hockey team. What is some advice or something you learn through blind hockey that helps you outside of hockey? Um, I think, I think like work ethic has been, has been a huge thing. Um like if you have a goal, the only person that's that's really holding you back is yourself. Um, even at the time that I started playing blind hockey, I was 14, hadn't played hockey for four years. I was definitely not a top player at all. Um, and now I'm probably arguably ranked one or two for the best player in the world that has 5% vision or less. And that's just through every single day putting the work in. And me kind of like being accountable for myself, just being 1% better every single day. And I've taken that concept and I've applied it to school as well. Um, people said that I would never be able to go to university in high school. And it's just kind of like getting 1% better every day, working a little bit harder every single day. And whatever that goal is, if that's if it's athletics, if it's academics, if it's relationship wise, just 1% better every day has kind of been my motto, but it's just consistency. It's all about consistency. So that's probably been 
uh, a huge thing for me. Joe, I'm loving listening to your story, and I'm sure others will. Let's say someone who is blind wants to get into blind hockey. How can they do that? Uh, there's so many different programs all around Canada. If you just send me a DM on Instagram, I can definitely get you in contact with them. If you just look up whatever province you're in or whatever city you're in, if you're in the U.S. or state you're in, look up that and then blind hockey. You definitely will be able to find out about it. But again, that's my goal is to try to make it so that every single kid knows about blind hockey because I know there's a lot of visually impaired kids that don't know about blind hockey. So I'm just trying to spread that. But if you just look up your city and blind hockey after it, it'll, it'll show you the closest location or just message me and I'll get you in contact with someone. Uh, because I think if you had played hockey prior previously or not, you should be trying out blind hockey as a visually impaired person. Cause it's just, it's just an amazing thrill. And I think everyone needs to be active regardless of a disability or not. So that's, that's what I'd say for that. For sure. I know you kind of gave me snippets into your goals for the future. What are some big goals that you want to get done? So I do motivational speaking right now. Uh, so I'd want to travel all of Canada doing motivational speaking. And uh, this summer I'm launching my brand called Why Not Me. Um, we're just going to have different clothing, articles of clothing, different flags, different kind of fun things um, to kind of just promote that message. Because again, I just don't really want to have anyone going through the same things that I had to struggle with and kind of have that doubt in themselves. So I, I want everyone to kind of, again, push that message that you can do anything. And again, my, I touched on it a little bit earlier. My, my big goal is to be able to represent blind hockey in the NHL all-star game um at some point if it's a if it's a talking engagement if it's on a panel if it's bringing the blind hockey puck on the ice for it during the skills competition or something like that's kind of like my my really big goal for now um, but really just inspiring different people one day at a time and showing them that a disability or any barrier that people set on you is not going to hold you back if you have the right mindset Joe, you're truly an inspiration. Thank you for coming on the show today and talking all about what it's like to be a blind hockey player. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Just like that, we're done 55 episodes. Thank you for listening. And I personally really enjoyed hearing about Joe's story.